Hello and welcome to the Who's He podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's episode, of course, there's only one thing to talk about. It's Capaldi's swan song, Twice Upon a Time. Ah, oh dear. But first things first, did you have a good Christmas, sir? Uh, no, not really, because I was <laughs> ill. <laughs> it wouldn't be Christmas if at least one of us wasn't ill. So, <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's usually me. Usually I actually miss the run-up to Christmas, don't I, completely, the week before. Yeah, completely but... wiped out, yeah. <laughs> and I think, think out of the last... Was it three years when we've had tried to have a Christmas drink up for previous to this? I've missed two of them. You I? have, you yeah. have, yeah. Well, um, well, you you were laid up on. You've been laid up over Christmas. I had conjunctivitis, so I was, I was watching the Christmas special through sore eyes. So um, honestly, I wasn't crying. So. Was, was it a sight for them? That remains to be seen, doesn't it? That remains to be yes. seen. Okay, everybody. Well, there is no news to to speak of, but what we do have. A statistics, viewing statistics, so... <laughs> it's back to the sore eyes. It is again, isn't it? So let's whip straight over to Omega's Stats Corner. <laughs> Can't even play that jingle in a while, have we? No. No, okay. <laughs> well, as we, as we are quite late to the party <laughs> on, on our review, um, the overnight viewing figures um, for Doctor Who had uh, 5.66 million which was an unofficial um, viewing figure, which was um, a 29.1% share of the total TV audience for Christmas Day, uh, which actually put it in fifth place. Yes. Which is actually quite quite good. Apparently it was slightly down on last year's uh, Return of Doctor Mysterio, but by about 20,000 viewers, which is about 0.2% or something. But I guess, I mean, I can't remember other, other programmes figures for last year, but I suspect most were down. Yes, it was, if I remember rightly. Only 6.8. Yeah. Well, you're not talking, I thought we say this every year, We, you know, you're not talking about the 18 million viewers for, for something no. now, are you? Those, you know, those days a lot of, of long gone. Um, but just to quickly run through sort of like the top five, as we know, Doctor Who was, was at number five. Uh, and uh, top above that was East Ends at number four. Number three was called The Midwife. Uh, number two was Strictly Come Dancing Christmas Special. And uh, number one was Mrs. Brown's Boys Christmas Special, Christmas special. Um, which of course, obviously, obviously, which still astounds me why people actually watch that. Um, but yeah, that then that only had six point eight million. So you know, there's there's not a lot in it these days. There's not a lot in it, and I think um, I think there were a couple. I mean, it'd be interesting oh, to yeah. know what the figures were for the last ten minutes of Doctor Who. Well, apparently, it did shoot up. Hmm. Apparently, he did shoot up uh, for the last ten minutes just to see the regeneration. Um, but hey, and you wonder, you wonder whether Strictly Come Dancing Christmas Special got a bit of a bounce on that that people had turned the telly on for the last five ten minutes of Doctor Who. Well, I, I, do you know what? Basically, I've... stayed on for that as well. Yeah, you know, oh, oh, or, or at least for like, oh, we've got the telly on now. He might as well watch Strictly. Well, I always find that the Strictly Come Dance of Christmas special an utter waste of time, really, because it's not as if it's sort of a, a knockout competition like the, like the you know like it normally is. Yeah. Um, doesn't to me it doesn't really serve any purpose really other than sort of entertainment. It's not a competition; you can't call it that as such, no. you know. But oh well, oh well. It's, 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 I, I'm just longing for the days of Morecambe and Wise <laughs> being on. That. <laughs> Those are the days. Now, the audience appreciation index for Twice Upon a Time was eighty-one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was one one down on the Return of Doctor Mysterio, which had eighty-two last year. So, but if you think about it, Mrs. Brown's Boys, which was the um, the highest uh, view overnight viewing audience figures, anyway, um, that was at number one, and then only had an AI. AI I'll say that again, an AI of eighty-three. Oh, it's only two letters there. Come on. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, no. I'm still going over my Christmas hangover. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I think it's interesting. I mean, no, it's 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 not surprising really because there's going to be a lot of people that are obviously wouldn't necessarily watch Doctor Who that are, have watched this. Yeah. So it's always going to be skewed as well by that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I think um, I think the um, the highest AI score was called the midwife, 
um, on the BBC, um, and then Paul O'Grady for the love of Maybe dogs at Christmas. Dogs Christmas, and Victoria yeah. um, scored eighty-eight. So yeah. um, I mean, Paul O'Grady. Yeah, I mean he's very popular, Paul O'Grady, and, he, and his program for love of dogs is very popular, and Victoria is, is very popular as well. So um, I think any costume drama will knock anything into a, into a cocked hat, really. So. But yeah. can we just point out that you shouldn't just love dogs at Christmas? That is true. Yeah, for life as well. <laughs> I was going to say, Paul, Paul O'Grady's not just for Christmas. <laughs> oh, dear. So that is it for the news. And there's not much more to dissect out of that, really, is there? I mean, I've, I've, no. I think there's, there's been plenty of um, plenty of hand-wringing going on um, about the, the audience figures um, saying, you know, it's, it's pl- you know, plummeting figures, the, the usual media bollocks basically so um well i, I mean to, to be honest at any point in doctor who's history if you said that they was with just around a million below the top rated program of the day yeah we'd be all delighted with that exactly so. exactly i mean we we every time doctor's on the television we, we we go through this this rigmarole talking about audience appreciation and, and overnight viewing figures and consolidated figures but End of the day, it doesn't mean a damn thing, <laughs> really. It really doesn't. It's um, we're in the box set generation now, aren't we? Yeah. You know, that's how people want to watch their television. They want to binge watch it. So you know, that's. I mean, I mean, the Queen's not in the top five, and there's no no talk about cancelling her, is there? Well, no, exactly. <laughs> so... I think it was someone said she gets a pilot every year, never goes to series. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, everybody. So that is it for the news. So coming up next, we're going to talk about twice upon a time so for another week and for another year that was the news okay everybody it's time to talk about well as I say for the last time Peter Capaldi we don't know what's going to happen but for the time being we're going to talk about Peter Capaldi for one final time in the Christmas special, Twice Upon a Time. Who is that? I'm the Doctor. You may be a Doctor, but I am the Doctor. I am your future self. Sunglasses. The Sonic. Indoors. Come back alive. Be here when I do. Right now, before we talk about what we uh, what we thought of this year's uh, Christmas special, um, let's hear what you thought um, out there in listener land. So we do have some Twitter and Facebook feedback. So uh, first of all, we'll go through our Twitter feedback, and the first one is from uh, someone called uh, the Twitter handle is I'm Crespo One. And they say, I enjoyed it, though very sad to see Peter go. His memories of Clara returned and her showing up brought a smile. Everyone in our group screening clapped and cheered. So uh, I'm sure that's been one of the uh, the cinema screenings. So you, I like to see it on the big screen, actually. It's a shame we never get that over here. So thank you yeah. very much there. Uh, next up, we have Olivana627. <coughs> and they kick off with my number one complaint. No river, not even a mention. Why? With so many references we had of her throughout season 10, why would Moffat bow out with, without one of his favourite creations? The Doctor's wife, no less. It left me very disappointed, and frankly, I've had enough of Clara. Okay, thank you very much there. Uh, next up, Homer's twin. Um, Homer says, Enjoyed it, although it was a long explanation rather than a, than a story. Capaldi was a fine Doctor, some patchy writing, but which Doctor didn't have that problem? I hope we get some radical change, as that's the show's strength. Okay, thank you very much. And lastly, from uh, from Twitter, we have uh, some f- feedback from Libby Jude. And Libby Jude says, Just brilliant. Capaldi delivered the best regeneration to date. Love number 13 already. Okay, thank you very much. Now, on to some um, it's quite lengthy Facebook feedback, actually. And... Um, First of all, quite a succinct one. Philip Nichols says, Doctor Who, absolutely brilliant. Okay, thank you, Philip. Next, we have Jeff Waddle. Hi, Jeff. Um, Jeff says, the story was a bit lacking, but made up for with the performances of Capaldi and Bradley. The idea behind The Menace was a bit too much like the test selector for me, and goodness knows I didn't like that. Could have done without Clara. Took me right out of the show. As for the Moffat era, not half as good as I hoped it would be, with moments of genius interspersed with rubbish. 
too convoluted by far. I generally feel sorry for Smith and Capaldi, probably my favourite two actors to play the role, but I can't love their eras because there's so, so many stories I didn't enjoy. Here's hoping the new era is better. It certainly needs a boost and a massive reboot. Okay, cheers, Jeff. Uh, next, another short one from, this one's from Dean Hill, and Dean says, I cried. A lot. Thank you, Dean. Uh, next up, we have John Michael Lindsay. And John Michael says, beautifully done by Rachel Talalay, with strong performances throughout from, from Peter and David. An excellent star as a nod to the past and a good turn from Mr. Gatiss, although the Chroma connection could be seen coming a mile off. Incredibly emotional ending, although I could have done without Clara coming in, very much like Smith's departure when he sees Amy. For that matter, the very end was also similar to Matt Smith's arrival too. Let's see what the future holds, but a very gracious swan song. I think there must have been sand blown in the window during the finale. I appear to have something in my eyes. Okay, thank you, John Michael. Next up, we have a um, friend of the show, Robbie Bonham, a previous guest. Uh, Robbie says, I quite like the Clara bit. Really pinched my emoti tubes. Oh, Robbie. Um, although, for, for, although for personal reasons. And the Lethbridge Stewart uh, reveal. Oh, all, uh, overall, though, it was okay, though. Didn't find the regeneration as emotional as previous ones. Maybe something to do with a lack of companion present. And then he follows that with, actually, forget that last bit. Just realised Tennant didn't have anyone, and that was the most emotional. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, next up, we have another um, previous guest of the show, Martin Havel. Um, hi, Martin. He says, performances were great, but the story writing was lacking. Aside from stroking Moffat's ego, I believe he wants to be able to claim canon credit for 13, what was the point of the first Doctor being portrayed as sexist when he never was? When there was literally a character from 1914 who could have fulfilled that role. Okay, uh, thank you Martin. Uh, next up we have Lee Anthony Norton. Uh, Lee Anthony says, I really enjoyed the Christmas special. Capita Capaldi was great as always, as was David Bradley. It just didn't come across as event television in the way at the end of time did. Perhaps the BBC could have done a two-parter as, as with the end of time, especially considering it was Stephen Moffat's last. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, next up, we have Andrea Gill. Andrea says, uh, very moving and enjoyable, <coughs> but we'll need to watch again to form a full opinion as one of the cats decides to do battle with the Christmas wrapping paper in a most noisy fashion partway through. Um, actually, Andrew, what you've written to us before, I think it's been a common theme, your cat's making a noise, actually. So send them out of the room next time, Andrew. Okay, uh, next up with Ben Rush. Uh, well, that was probably Moffat's best work since the 50th. I think Peter was unlucky over the course of these Doctorhoods with some trying sto uh, stories where it seemed the production crew got bored with making, making the show. I wanted him to stay much longer with a new creative team to give him that extra boost. Okay, thank you, Ben. Uh, Craig Hanson. Hi, Craig. Craig just says, perfect. Okay, very short and to the point. And uh, next up, and lastly, we have Thomas McCambly. Thomas says, it was a quite moody piece. No real sense of great momentous events until the reveal of the Christmas truce. That was a reveal that worked very well. I like the, the stakes for what they were. They were small and very personal to the Doctor. In terms of tone, it felt like a lot like Legopolis. And I think that works quite well with Peter Capaldi's looking and sounding a bit like, a lot like, sorry, Tom's Doctor. The minute Capaldi regenerated into Jodie, it was like the sun coming out of Eclipse, and it was glorious. It'll be a long way to see how this cliffhanger gets resolved, but I'll be waiting for it. Okay, thank you very much, everybody, who sort of uh, took time to write in over a, <laughs> over the festive period, actually. Very much appreciated. And um, always good to get people's feedback. It really is. Um, would you say a bit of a mixed bag there, Paul? Yeah, I think this episode was always going to be one that was going to be slightly diversive. Yeah. So, um, we'll see whether we agree or disagree and who we do and who with. Yes, exactly, because it does seem to be the sort of the... the as I say, there's no surprise in, in any of the feedback there, um, to be perfectly honest. But, um, but we're going to sort of save the, the, the Moffat era discussion um for a bit later in next year aren't we yeah we yeah. think it's probably it'll give us a chance we might actually have to end up re-watching most of it again to give it a, a fair yeah 
a fair hearing. And um, yeah, I was going to say, I, I wanted to say a fair hearing. Then I thought, no, but if it's from us, then it probably won't be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think we've been fairer than most on the, on the Moffat era, to be honest. But um, yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do that later uh, later next year. Um, but so, what what did we think about the Twice Upon a Time? Uh, so it's my turn to kick this off, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Um, unfortunately, I was a little bit disappointed with this, if if I'm honest. Um, I thought the performances were were great. Uh, it looked fantastic. It was well directed, uh, but the story itself left me fairly cold, if I'm honest. The the problem was really there just wasn't really enough. There wasn't really a sto- enough of a story, was there? No, there wasn't. There wasn't. Uh, it was. I can answer it was. It was a more of a, a a personal story for the Doctor more than anything else, which which is fine. But I think one Christmas Day. I don't know if that actually makes a good because you've got to look at this in in three ways. It's it's Moffat saying goodbye. It's Capaldi saying goodbye and handing over to uh, to Jodie Whittaker. But it's also a Christmas special. And, yeah. and Christmas specials, to my mind, should be filled with a bit more spectacle than than what we had, to to my mind. Um, to a certain extent, I mean, it's difficult, like, and it was always going to be difficult because it just didn't have. Um, how how do you start a story in the in at this point in time mm. when you're getting rid of everybody's leaving? I oh, know. Yeah. So. Where do you go? You, you're not going to want to introduce a new companion at that stage. No. You haven't really got time to set up a new companion, even if you wanted to. And yeah, and you because you've got then you've also know that at least ten minutes of your the episode are going to be the regeneration scene at the end. Yeah. Which is going to have to be fairly unconnected. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Especially when you've already set up the reasons for the regeneration. Well, this I think this is why it's such a such a an odd story. This one because we know the Doctor's going to regenerate, and it's not as and he's you know we know he's, he's sort of holding it off all the way through. Um, but he kind of did that in the last episode of the previous series. Yeah, I mean there, there can't really be any peril. No, because we already know what's going to happen to him. Yeah. So, and if they, if they to let... a certain extent, all it can be is is a performance mm. of of the actors. Yeah. Um yeah, to be to be honest, I, I, I'm not really quite sure what what else could have been done. It wasn't meant to be his uh Moffitt's last story, was it? He'd obviously already ri- written his ending and that was that. Yeah. And it's almost just been case of, you know, well, well, can, can you fill an hour at Christmas? I that's what it felt like to me. It felt like filler. Yeah. Leading up to the regeneration, and it, it shouldn't have done. And I'm, I think I'm, fly, yeah. I'm flying in the face of convention here because I think it has been very, very well received. And I think, apart from the, you know, the some some of the so, you know the usual complaints that we just read out, like the Clara stuff, which we'll, we'll get to later. Um, but I do agree with a lot of people that it, the story was severely lacking. Um, yeah, and it's to my <laughs> mind, it was just treading water. There was a point when I actually started to think to myself, this is almost a benefit show for Mark Gatiss to say, look, go, on, go out there and here's your chance to be a companion in Doctor Who. Yeah. And to say that it's bigger on the inside line and and give it all that, you know? I, it's almost like you, you always feel like, you know, at one point, both, both almost Moffat would like to have done it, but isn't knows he's not, he's not the good enough actor to have done it. Yeah, himself. exactly, exactly. So, yeah. what was the next best thing is to get actually his friend to give his friend the chance to do it. What did you think of that anyway? I mean, that was, was we sort of skipped around a bit. Let's talk about some of the th- things we we did like. Um, I, I love Gates' performance in this, and I liked his character. Yeah, I did as well. Um, but what did you think about the reveal of who his character was? A bit too obvious, or you think yes, no, very, that works? Yeah, I mean to be honest, I thought there was going to be a connection to Lethbridge Stewart from the minute. I mean, you we saw, saw the photo. The yeah, of exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it was. It again. You feel that Moffat likes to throw in things. It's his last opportunity, mm. and yeah, he'd want to to give a little nod to the brigadier in it. Yeah, in some way. 
And I think we, we'd had this discussion, actually, in a previous one, that actually, because it was a First World War soldier, it'd be too early to have been a young brigadier. Yes. So, obviously, the logical thing would be that it would be his grandfather, I presume. Yeah, I'm assuming he's his grandfather, yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I liked it, and I liked the little monologue he had sitting in the TARDIS, um, talking yeah. about his his family and everything. I thought that, that was really, really well acted. Um, actually, that's, that's the second well acted thing I've seen Mark Gatiss do over this Christmas period. If everyone was watching the League of Gentlemen um, that returned to television uh, the week prior to Christmas, um, did you watch it? No, I hadn't. All oh, right. It does this, again, another monologue, um, but as this bingo caller. Um, and again, it was one of the best things I've seen on television in a long time. As all of that League of Gentlemen was, but this one particular thing from Mark Gatiss was outstanding. It really was. Um, so to see him do the same thing in Doctor Who, brilliant. Yeah, I mean, and and as my, yeah, I like the performance in that. I am just slightly the fact that this is the third time he's appeared in Doctor Who since it's come back as different characters. Yeah. So you're slightly feeling this is a bit much. This, this, Sort of reinforces my feel that this was almost done as a a favour to him. Yeah. By Moffat. Um, had he ne- had he not been in it before, then that would have been fine. I think that was slightly my my thoughts on it was, all right, this is this is almost you know this is this is giving a the the, the part his friend wanted. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I I don't mind that really. I don't mind that. I mean, I think the. Yeah, the other times that Gatiss has sort of been, he's been sort of heavily made up for the, for the best part, anyway. So um, well, let's not forget, he was also the um, the voice of the Spitfire pilots as well, wasn't he? Yeah, in Victory of the Daleks. So uh, it's technically his fourth, his fourth go, his fourth different role. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, 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 okay, it was a little bit obvious, but I, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it actually. Um, yeah, but I, I I can see where people come from though. This sort of like where Moffat has to is he's got this thing of setting everything up for for the past. If you see what I mean, yeah. Um, but I, I didn't mind this one because a lot of people complain about why why does he have to explain everything? Why does he have to sort of set it all up? Um, you know, it's like like he did, and a lot of people's complaints about him. Like he has to set it up like it's his ego. I don't believe it's his ego at all. Um, I think they're just him filling in the blanks, some you know, along the way. Um, yeah. I do agree, but you don't have to explain absolutely everything. Um, but he's done this before with people. So we know we've got to fill what the doctor's name is, and well, you don't. He's never going to yeah. do that. He's never going to tell what the doctor's name is, and even does it at the end in in. Um, in the, the the doctor's farewell speech um, on his own in the TARDIS, you know, never tell people your name. Yeah, you know. So, and he wrote that, you know. So he's he's got no intention of telling people what the doctor's name was. Uh, why why would he ruin the mystery? Yeah, you know. So, um, but anyway, um, the the other thing I did I did like as well was was David Bradley. Um, I liked him as the first Doctor, but not in particular the way. The first Doctor was written, um, and and again it was the the ham fisted attempt to, you know, weren't we weren't we sexist in the sixties and uh, aren't we so progressive now? And that didn't sit well with me at all. I think it sort of went. To, I think you could have got the odd comment. Yeah, I mean to be honest, it was written. At, in some ways, it was written for Capaldi's reaction. Yeah, and and Bill's which reaction worked. as well. Yeah, yeah, which sort of works from that point of view. But yeah, you did think it was a bit too much. I mean, I suppose more than anything, it was taking the first Doctor and Tegan's um, relationship from the Five Doctors forward. It was, yeah, um, but from not the, you know, but not quite as her making the tea and yeah. But it wasn't quite as, I mean, yeah. It wasn't quite as. This was, this was rammed home with hitting it over the head with a mallet, basically. Yeah. It, it, it was, it was, it just didn't sit well with me at all. Um, and there's probably plenty of people out there thinking a the complete opposite to me on this, which is which is fair enough. Um, but I, I cannot, 
for the life of me, remember, I'm, I'm sure someone will write in or, or, or tell me otherwise, I cannot, for the life of me, remember the Doctor being that overtly sexist back in the 60s, saying this place needs a clean. You, right. you, need, you need a woman about the place to do the cleaning. I've never actually heard the first Doctor say that or anything along those lines. And if someone can, can correct me on that... Please feel free, and I'll 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 stand down. Um, yeah, I mean, my my thoughts on it were more actually the the first Doctor to to Tegan, and that you know the sort of oh she's the woman she can make the tea. Yeah, in that scene there, that it sort of took, which I presume I mean I I have to say I mean obviously I haven't my my knowledge of all the Hartnell stuff isn't as as great as it, no. as it could be. I mean, if I, to be honest, so, you had more. You had more of that from from Troughton's Doctor, where you sort of asking Polly to make the make the coffee for everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, hmm, if it was probably more of a, I don't know. It'd been easier them if, if they said yes. The pro, the writers and the production team of the time were. Were overt, overtly sexist or homophobic, racist, whatever you want to call it. Um, but to actually say the first Doctor was, there was no need to do that. Yeah, really, because you can make the character anything you want to want him to be. And I know it was sort of, I, can't, I think it was sort of, it was taking the uh, the stereotypical example of an elderly gentleman from the nineteen sixties. Yeah, you know, they're sort of very Victorian. Um, but the thing was, though, he, yes, he was. But the thing, by the time, from the first time you meet the the first Doctor in an unearthly child, to the point he he, he bows out in the Tenth Planet, it's a different character. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it probably was more a go at at how women's parts were written in that period. Yeah, um, because thinking in terms of the. Um, Dalek Invasion of Earth she was basically you've got um, Susan does all the cooking <laughs> yeah yeah in that. you know if there, there is basically if there there are set men and women's jobs oh yeah through yeah. it so I suppose this was just a sort of uh, but, but manifestation that, but that, but of saying that but then the only way you can sort of say that is by making the first Doctor say it, because he's the only character you've got from that well, period of Doctor Who. But as as Martin said, uh, Havel said in his feedback, you've got a character from 1914 there. He could have fulfilled that role. Yeah, but not necessarily making the point of how uh, female companions were written in that period. But that, but that's the point, though, isn't it? That that you've you've hit the nail on the head. How they were written, yeah. Not not that's what the Doctor's character is like. Yeah. Do, do you see? Do you see what I'm, where I'm coming from there? It, yeah, it's, but, it's, but, but, it's 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 more you... of a it's a dig at the attitudes of the 1960s. It shouldn't, and it was more of a dig at the character of the Doctor. But as I say, that that's the only character you've got from that period to be able to do it. Um, if you'd have brought um, uh, Ben and Polly with him into this, you could have had Ben sign it. Well, exactly, because I mean, yeah, they were from that time, which would, you know. would have made more sense. But then yeah. you've got to go through the whole thing of having too many companions, which is. Well, I think it would the, have been quite. It would have been quite interesting. Ben and the Polly Terrence had, had, had met Bill. <laughs> I was about to say, I think it would have been interesting if, if Ben and Polly had met Bill, and in particular yeah. Bill sort of like, you know, telling Polly, you know, don't don't make the coffee, you know, or whatever, yeah. whatever it might have been. Um, because at that, at that time, that that's what women were expected to do. You know, and I, I suppose, oh, I don't know, it was, a, I suppose it was coming up to that swinging 60s, because that's when he met Ben and Polly in the war machines. Yeah. It, was that, it was that hip and happening club they went to, wasn't it? Um, yeah. So it's the beginning of, the, of of that period, you know, the summer of love and everything. So it's one year before then. So yeah, you, you know, the, the, the change was in the air back then. But on television, no, it wasn't. I, I agree right. with that. On television, no, women women had their roles, men had their had, had their roles, and and never the twain shall meet, as it were. Um, 
but I just I just didn't like the way it, it was it was ham fistedly done in in this particular story. Yeah, I think it, I think I think you could have just got away with the odd comment. Yeah. Um. Even if you just left it to the to the comment about nurses and whatever, mm. may well have been fine. Yeah. I think yeah the the comment about cleaning. Uh. And then obviously the um, smack bottom, yes, was de- was definitely out of out over the top. Did, did I actually? I think someone did say that he did with Susan once to say he, he would smack her bottom or something. But I can't remember what story that's from though. It could you know it could, huh. it could have been misquoted. But um, yeah, but that wasn't. But that's the thing. That was with his. Oh, like they says even strange there, but that's. I was gonna say. Oh, yeah. no. I knew, I knew that he was... said something then, and I thought myself, he's like, he's like, does that make it any better? Really? It doesn't really, but okay, that was to his his granddaughter, but I don't think he would have said to a complete stranger. I don't know, I honestly, don't yeah. know. Um, as I say, if someone could correct me, um, or wants to correct me on, on my opinions of, of Hartnell's doctor in the nineteen sixties, uh, then you know, please feel free to do that. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I think it would have been good. I think think the idea of the first doctor complaining about language was a good one. Yeah, because obviously times have moved on on TV, mm. and what's being broadcast at five thirty on a of an evening. Language-wise, compared to what would have been allowed back then, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah, is is quite a lot different. And I think actually, if he'd have just come out and said, "Can can we have no more of that language?" Mm. and left it at that, yeah, that would have been, I think, would have made the point equally as well. I I agree. I agree. I certainly do. I certainly do. But um, anyway, I think you could discuss this that this point. Ad infinitum, I think. Yeah. But, um... I mean, I mean I, I, as I say, I think it was just really a lot of it is really just for um, Capaldi's a- reaction to it. Yeah, that's why it's written. It's because yeah. he know, I mean, and, and his reactions to it were brilliant. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, um, as I was saying, I mean, the so acting in, in this was, was think, fantastic. I, you know. I think that's why it's written. I, I don't think any of it was was thrown in just to. Be like that. I don't think you'd have you'd have had that without, with the first doctor say on his own with somebody else. Mm, yeah. It really was just to the, oh god, he's off again, sort of attitude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so trying to shut himself up to a certain degree, yeah. but yeah, I don't we re- think we, re- we really have to. You know, it's 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 the older generation at Christmas, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I can un- I can understand the point they were trying to make. It was just the way they did it. Yeah. Um, I wasn't particularly keen on at all, mm. really. Um, but anyway, anyway. Um, I mean, actually, actually, you could argue that one of the most sexist doctors was the third. Well, who if, definitely yeah. did see Joe as just the person there yes. for a long while, periods just to make the tea and yeah. do the cleaning and tidy up. Yeah, exactly. Um, and if you want. You know, okay. Pertwee's my doctor. He's my favourite doctor, but yes, by God, he is sexist and patronising. Yeah. As well, um, with all the things that I, I don't believe the first doctor was. No, I, th- I think actually, if you could have got an actor that looked, that could have could have done this as Pertwee, yeah, as as the third doctor, and you'd had those lines then. I think yeah. actually a lot of people would have said, "Yep, that's him." Yeah, I don't think there'd be much argument at all, really, would there? No. So, I, I, I think slightly the first Doctor's being unfairly a done by his time, by by the the attitude of his time, and b yeah. by what actually the Doctor became was a bit more. <laughs> oh dear! Well, actually, as we talk about Ben and Polly, I mean, I mean, um, again, I, I didn't expect it to amount to much. Uh, but I expect it to be a little bit more than that, actually. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, let's start right from the beginning. I actually really love the fact that they amalgamated the two. Yes, same here. It looked, they didn't it looked just great. shoot a new bit of scene and take it from there, and you can yeah. forget about actually what happened well actually something came up on twitter or facebook today that there was a lot more films because they built a lot of the set 
yeah from the tenth planet and there's like shots with the Cybermen in it and and uh, dead Cybermen as well so obviously there's a lot more to it and whether that'll come out on the on the Blu-ray or not remains I, to I, be seen whether it was just the fact that until they got it back into post-production they didn't know how whether they would be able to uh, m- uh, put the two together mm. so they had to shoot those scenes in case they couldn't and they had to do it all as a reconstruction it could be yeah it could you could be Absolutely then, right there. Yeah. Then they actually got it back and they was able to piece it together. And once they was able to piece it together, they said, right, actually, we don't need what we've shot because we, we can use the original and take it through from there. Yeah. And I just like... I, the fact that it started off, it said previously, and you're expecting it to go back to the end of the, the last series. And yeah, actually... 709 episodes to, ago, yeah. Went, <laughs> we actually got footage from the 10th planet. Yeah. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Oh, I did. Oh, I did. No, I so I, I love that that you know that aspect of it. Um, it's probably you know the last time in a long time we're gonna get like a a, a, a Doctor crossover story. Really, you know, I can't. I, it's not certainly. Not, I don't think it's gonna be done next series. Certainly, because they're gonna no. they're gonna be setting up Jodie Whittaker. Um, yeah. But anyway, before we get onto that all that whole thing, um, obviously Bill as well. Actually, actually, can can we just go back on oh, yeah, sure. back, yeah. back to the sexist first? Oh yeah, okay, so. okay. So the actual problem I have with it, more oh, right, than okay. anything, is the fact that we are going to get a female doctor next. Yeah. So the timing of it, I don't know whether they felt, oh, we can just highlight that to then go into a female doctor. But if we take it that time lords can change between sexes and have always been able to, mm. then. You'd say a doctor's attitude to the other sex would be rather different, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Because he wouldn't see he the, the, a, a time lord if they can ch- keep if they can change between sexes. Really, shouldn't see any difference between sexes. They shouldn't do really. So that fact that they're now highlighting how sexist the doctor has been in the past. Well, not sexist. How how sexist the program Doctor Who has been in the past. Yeah. Just as you're about to take a leap, uh, totally the other direction. Yeah, I I think that's the um so sort of made it even more of a a problem. I think. Yeah, because it was actually, t- I mean, there's probably sort of plenty of women out there thinking, no, no, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you two. Um, which which is fine. This you know this is why it's you know. While we're talking about it, um, say, say, until one of us regenerates as a woman, <laughs> we'd never, really, never really be able to say for certain. <laughs> well, at that point, I mean, I suppose that you know, you know, this is the Doctor's first, um, <clears throat> it's his first incarnation, yeah. He's not long left Gallifrey, and that was highlighting the fact there's nothing in the TARDIS databanks, you know, it's, it's yeah. on his TARDIS, it's very early days, so. He's still learning to a certain degree, which and and Hartnell's doctor does from the moment you see him trying to, the way he treats Ian and Barbara to begin with, he basically kidnaps them. Then the next thing you know, he's gonna he's gonna cave in some bloke's head with a rock. Yeah, and but as I say, by the time you get to the tenth planet, which is where this this particular um, uh, doctor is set, um, it's almost like a completely different character. Yeah, he hasn't got that hard-edged, um, very sort of callous attitude anymore. And no. I, I know David Bray didn't play him like that. Don't get me wrong, but I think the whole—that's what I mean about the whole sexist thing. You know, the first Doctor was sexist. I, I, mm, the writing was sexist. The production yeah. team was sexist. Um, we've heard stories about what William Hartnell was like in in real life as well. Whether that's apocryphal tales or whether there's any truth to it or not, I've got yeah. no idea. Um, but yeah, that that that's my problem with it. Yeah, you'll say yes. Doctor Who was sexist in the nineteen sixties. The program itself was sexist. Um, that's the problem with for me. You can't yeah. blur. You can't blur those lines between how it was made and what the characters should be like. Yeah. You know. So that that's that's my take on it. But anyway, anyway, um, as I say, there's going to be plenty of people that are going to disagree with that with that view. Which is fine. It's absolutely fine. Um, 
Anyway, I was going to say, um, yes, Pearl Mackey. Yes. Um, great as always. Yeah. Actually. And, and, um, I, and I thought actually quite a good way of bringing her back. If you're going to bring her back, then, yeah, don't make it actually her. Yeah, she actually did die. Yeah. Really. Um, and there was when Elsa found out that also sort of Nardo died as well. Yeah. At some point. We don't know when that was. Um, we, we just assumed the Cybermen caught up with them. Yeah. Really? Um, and I think that the, the one thing that... Um, actually, I would say Pearl Mackey. Um, it is a shame she's not going to continue. I, I really do, to be honest. Um, I, yeah. really, I really like her as an actress um, or actor, we would, we would say these days. <coughs> um, and I just really love the character. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really am going to miss that character. I really am. Yeah, she came in just at the wrong time, didn't she? Yeah. I.e. with a complete change about to happen. Yeah. I suppose, really. I mean, she, she, I mean again, it's the same thing. How would you bring her back? Because she got her happy ending um, yeah. in, in the end of the last uh, the last series, which I, I suppose now has been undone because she is now dead. So, yeah, but, but, well, that, that, that says then that everything must come to an end. Yes, indeed. I mean, I mean to be honest, what, what this, this whole episode is saying is everything must come to an end. Yeah. And the doctor, know, doctor himself is saying, "Can't I have peace?" Yeah, you know, he wanted to end. In a funny way, it is because you know it is when Doctor Who comes back next year, it is going to be completely different. Yeah, well, we assume it's going to be completely different. So we've got no idea what to expect, and I think this is the the thing. You know, it it really is the end of this particular type of Doctor Who. I think. Is yeah, he... well, well, we we have no idea, do we? <laughs> to mm. be honest, and that's that's what makes it interesting. Yeah, exactly. It really is a step into the unknown. Um, I think. I think it's excited about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no, it's nice to see a little cameo from from uh, Matt Lucas <clears throat> at the end as well. Yeah, which are quite you know, it was also nice to see him again. Um, now, the, I think the one that has divided people uh, is Clara. Now, yes. I think. Every, I think it couldn't. I don't think this era could go without her making at least one appearance. Well, I mean, two things on that. It's it's not unusual we've, uh, for the Doctor to to see all his past, his past companions. That's really you. You had that with the fifth. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the fourth had, actually. The fourth yeah. had flashbacks, didn't they? So yeah, yeah. So it's it that's that's it's not something you could say is is unusual or just being shoehorned in. No, the whole no. the whole episode is about memories and whether uh-huh. you're some part of your memories. Yeah, and Clara being the companion that his his memories were were lost to. Yeah, so to to be given back his. For them to give him back his memories, there makes sense. Mm-hmm. I agree. So yeah, I mean, there was a, there was in some ways, in the context of the story, even there was a reason for her being there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't really the the, the whole Clara... more, more so than Amy with uh, the eleventh. Yeah, that was that was just him hallucinating, wasn't it? I and mean, this was yeah. actually um, okay. I, I suppose in that content it does it does work because he's regenerating. I suppose a little, you know, things are bound to be a bit a bit screwy in his mind. So, you know, I've, again, I, I didn't have any problem with that because you know, um, Amy Pond was was really yeah. to my mind more the Doctor's companion than than Clara ever was. Yeah, I mean, and, and yeah, and to- totally. I mean, I, yeah, and if you haven't got, and if you're going to say right, fair enough. For Amy to be in it, then it's a bit much to be complaining about Clara, and you can only complain about Clara on the basis that oh, they're doing it again by bringing back a former companion. But they've done that <clears> with Amy. Yeah, they've done that before Amy. So, you know, and and as I say, that there is a, a very you know minor reason, but it, there is a re- there is a reason that can be put there that obviously it follows on from the whole story is about are you just the um. Is a person just a figment of all their memories? Yeah. That you've then got them able to give the doctor some of the memories that he's missing. Hmm. I think that was fine. 
for me actually. Yeah. It didn't it didn't bother me. It really didn't bother me at yeah. all. I think it was um and I think they'll probably please a lot of people that Clara's dead. <laughs> so Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh crikey. Although not necessarily, because they because they, obviously they've made a mistake in taking um left Captain Leftridge Stewart's memories. Because he doesn't yeah. die at that point. So they're, they're not infallible in taking people's memories and then people surviving and living on. Paul, don't, don't take that hope away from those people out there <laughs> <laughs> who really don't like the character. So, <laughs> Oh, dear. No, I say that, that didn't really bother me. It didn't take me out at all. It was a bit odd because no. obviously they didn't film it together. You know, she yeah. obviously filmed that bit on her own, which was a bit... Um, a bit that that's the only thing that felt odd about that scene. There was no sort of big hug or anything like that. Um, it was just, oh, there you are yeah. on a different camera. So <laughs> yeah, but that, that that was just due to timing, wasn't it? Exactly. Not being yeah, available. She, she's busy doing that um, Victoria show, yeah. isn't she? So and it, and so. it wasn't it wasn't something that was while it was linked, it wasn't uh, something that had to be in there. Yeah, it, it didn't take up much time. No, I think it didn't. I think I think it was it was fairer that obviously. I mean, if you're going to bring back Matt Lucas, mm. character, then to not bring her back would have been perhaps even would would have been an omission, really. As much, I, as, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. Actually, I do agree. Um, of course, the the other sort of what you call it cameo was uh, Rusty the Dalek. Yes. Um, which I don't know that that felt a little bit a bit tagged on as well, actually, or tacked on. I should say not tagged on, tacked on. Um, I mean, one thing we do know about Moffat is he does like to round things up. Yeah, and suppose and and, and having sent a Dalek off early in his the in a, a previous series to go out and kill Daleks, then. Yeah, he just wanted to obviously round up that yes, this Dalek was still out there killing Daleks. Yeah, which is fine, I suppose. But um, yeah, I just and, and a again, bit... a fair enough, a fair enough reason to to go to it. At least they gave it a reason to to go there. But then after that, it just sort of the time got frozen again, and that was that was it. There was no sort yeah. of there was again there was no sort of, again there was no sort of real as you say, Moffat likes to round things off, but there was no sort of closure. For that character as such, was that he's still going to be no. in that tower doing? Well, he's got a gun anymore, so I don't know what the hell he's going to do. So, because he ejected his Dalek gun. But oh well, never mind. Never mind. The the thing with with the Dalek mutants scuttling about was a bit uh, a bit odd. I think that they could survive outside their uh, their Dalek shells, but time's moved on. Obviously, depends on the atmosphere, I suppose, of that. I planet. suppose so. Yeah, I don't know. It was certainly a, a weird thing that they sort of turned into full, full on face huggers now as well. Yeah. But uh, anyway, anyway, it was just a very, very sort of minor thing. That's what. I, that's what I, I think. That's my problem with, with this story. That it, there was a lot of, and even the doctor says as well at that point. Well, there's no villain. I don't know what to do. Yeah. That is no villain, and and I think that was the problem for me. There, there was no one. He was technically fighting himself. Um, and there was no. There was nothing for him to fight against apart from that. That's what I meant about there's no spectacle as such. Which yeah. is what you want for a Christmas story. If you think what you had last year, Return of Doctor Mysterio, where you had, you know, airliners falling out of the sky and like the riff on Superman and things like that, um, crashing spaceships and stuff. Yeah, you, we didn't get anything. It wasn't It wasn't an airline. It was a spaceship he caught. That was it. Yeah. Um, you didn't really have any of this this year, which is always a bit. This is why I'm a bit. Thought, do we really need a regeneration on Christmas Day? It was seems to be the wrong time of year to do yeah. it. Well, I mean, I suspect, to be honest, Moffat would agree with you. Yeah, <laughs> and he, he would have done it back in. Fact, he would have done it yeah. back in October. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he'd have done it then and walked away and had had. October, November, just sitting around enjoying himself, looking forward to Christmas. Yeah. Um, no, it's just not. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's really. If you, if you're gonna blame anyone 
for why have we got a regeneration on Christmas Day, then it's going to be Chibnall, really. Yeah. For not wanting to start his series, his term, with a Christmas special. Which I can understand as well. Yeah. But the, obviously the BBC have got that. And, and I suspect there's also a point that they don't want to turn around and not have a Christmas special one year. Because the BBC might think, oh, well, we managed without it last time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that's that's the that's the thing, and you know that's how the BBC will think. Yeah. So you know, there's there's a sort of thing where you don't give up something, a, a place in the schedules that you've got, just because you've got nothing to say. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh dear. Actually, should we, I mean, we talk about all the other actors and, and thing. What about um, Capaldi as well? And this this his, his final story. How do you, how do you think he um, he did? Ah. Oh. Yeah, brilliant as always, I think, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um Yeah, the react the, the, the reaction stuff with him, I mean as we say, was there. I think it was pretty much written for, for him more than anything to react to. Yeah. And yeah, he did that brilliantly. Um The even the scene at the end of just go you know, just before the regeneration where he's going round. Yeah. Could have been a really cringeworthy scene, but obviously with him, you are captivated to it. it yeah, exactly. He never, uh, he never sort of overdoes it. The, the, no. you know, the, the histrionics, if you, no. if you see what I mean. I always thought that the like tenants' regeneration of all the, the tears in his eyes, I don't want to go stuff was was. Yeah. Well and truly over the top. Um, yeah, Matt Swiss regeneration. I didn't mind actually. That was that was reasonably low key. Yeah, to to be fair. Um, but the, yeah, this one, okay. Um, yeah, I thought it, it was yeah quite a long a long speech. It was a speech to himself, which I thought was was a, a, a new twist on it. Um, but 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 it came across as a speech to somebody, not a did. playing to the audience. No, exactly. That's what I mean. It was there was no grandstanding, was there? No. And I, I really did like that. I liked it. I thought it, it was you know, um, that bit was great. I, as I said, I don't think this was this was Moffat's best script, not by a long shot. But I think that that final scene, I thought that the dialogue was he nailed it. Really, yeah, and Capaldi really nailed it as well. You know, I, I can't. Uh, I, I'm been out of to fault. I know we're going to leave the whole Moffat Capaldi thing till later, but um, I, I really am going to miss Peter Capaldi. I don't think he's he's put a foot wrong. I know his 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 initial take on the on the Doctor alienated quite a few people after the warm and cuddly Matt Smith. Um, but again, I think that's what the show. It's what the show's all about. It's all about yeah. change. The Doctor comes back as a different character. A, you know, so... And then um, develops. Yes, indeed. Indeed. So, again, I've I've, I've loved every second of, of Peter Capaldi's take on the Doctor. I really yeah. have. I really have. And it's so. been... Yeah. yeah. If we're, I mean, again, perhaps, perhaps we'll come back and review him as a, as a Doctor. Yeah. Uh, with, a, with a particular episode, yeah, of the podcast, like a, a special on it or something. At, at yeah, some point. rather than yeah. trying to shoehorn it in now. Yeah, and we're gonna go on for, for hours. hours on yeah, exactly. Way. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, before we sort of move on to sort of like the regeneration itself, uh, I just want to make special mention of, of the, the direction and the the set design as well. Um, I think the again Rachel Talalay. I mean, I'd I'd love her to direct every single episode of Doctor Who moving forward. Yeah, I really would. I, I'm not sure if she's going to be involved in the next series or not. Um, I like her to be because she re- she directed the regeneration and Jodie Whittaker's first scene. So, um, you know, b- please bring her back, Chibnall, Mister Chibnall. Please bring her yeah. back. You know, because um, I think she's great. I really do think she's fantastic. Um, and I like that. What I liked what she did with with the. Um, the regeneration as well. You see, looking round the TARDIS through the Doctor's new eyes. Yeah. Which I thought was was a new spin on it. It's a little bit, a bit woozy, a little bit where you know where the hell am I? Sort of what yeah. just happened. Um, and you see the Doctor's reflection in the view screen, which I yeah. thought was really really good. 
It just, I thought it just made a change from, from the usual. You just get re, you re, the doctor regenerates and it's like bang. There, there's there's the the doctor's new face in the middle of the yeah. screen. I, I just like the, the the we all knew who it was, but I, I just like the fact that it was a slow build up <coughs> to that reveal. Yeah, which which I really loved. I really loved. So, but yeah, the sets look great. The the, the first Doctor's TARDIS looked fantastic. Um, it was great to hear the old TARDIS doors noise again when the doors opened and the yeah. view screen noise. You know, I mean that 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 first bit when they enter the when they they enter his TARDIS and you've got the old doors there. Yeah, was was good. I actually did quite like the the joke on the brandy. If you've been drinking this, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like the brandy thing. That was good. And the fact that he had another look at it when he went back to his TARDIS to see how much had been there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought it was. There was some really. I think that's the thing with this. There were some nice little touches in it, but I think as a, as a whole, it didn't really work for me. Yeah, I'm, actually, I'm sorry to actually say. Get back to getting back to the brandy. Actually, the fact is, you can't believe. With the third Doctor on board the TARDIS, that was the same bottle. That would have gone, surely. I w- <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It would have been if I was the Doctor. Crikey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But anyway, um, the regeneration itself. We ne- we now have Jodie Whittaker um, as the Doctor with her, her first words, which unbelievably people have, have actually complained about. Yeah. I mean, so, what is that? I mean, that's. I, I mean, come on. I mean, actually, I could understand a word she said. All she said so far is, oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. That is it. She didn't say anything else. No. I mean, it wasn't what? that she said, oh, that's. Yeah, I could have I could understand if they'd even complained if she'd said, that's better. Yeah. But it was just, oh, brilliant. I mean, you know, as if, you know, oh, this is, this is, a, this is, this is a turn up. Yeah. So uh, that, that was it. I mean,. Do you know what? 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 what I can't, I can't me... think of actually a less offensive thing she could have said. No. Actually, no, I think what, what I think what would have worked for me if she if she'd have just gone, "Oh, I'm still not ginger," <laughs> before yeah. it, before it all went tits up, just to keep that going. Yeah. Not even the thing. Oh, great! I'm now a woman. Just I'm still not ginger. Mm. But I'm just saying that from a, from a ginger rights point of view. <laughs> yeah, I mean, actually, actually the. The, 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 right on. The, 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 the not ginger is probably more offensive than, than oh brilliant, isn't it? Really. That's it. I'm right. I'm right to the BBC One controller. BBC One right now. Yeah. <laughs> so why oh why oh no. why? <laughs> you know, so yeah, I, 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 I thought that, yeah, that. I've seen a few comments of that, and I just thought to myself. What? How? Oh no! Exactly. Right. It just you know, it is people are looking for something to complain about. About you know, for, and it, that, well, I, I think it's just people who have have got a a preconceived idea. Yeah. As to why this has happened. Yeah. And now anything that was said would have been to, fitted to to their argument. Yeah. And I, I can. There's this. There seems to be two approaches to this argument. You, you've got the whole thing. Well, the Doctor's a woman. I'm not watching it anymore. It's that it's that Stonewall reaction to yeah. it, which makes no sense. Then, but you've got other people try to rationalise their thoughts as to why they think it's a bad idea. And again, it all comes down to this whole. Um, it's it's they're just pandering to the to the PC brigade uh, brigade as they like to, to like to term it. Um, so you've got some people who are just like, no, it's rubbish. It's a woman. I'm not watching it. And you've got other people trying to rationalise it. They're just pandering to. And again, I don't think either argument makes a lot of sense. To be honest with you, um, I don't think they're pandering to anything really. It's a, to, my, to my mind. Is well, why not? If I'm honest, oh, I don't. You don't know. I'm just now you see now. Oh, do you think the PC brigade could be with a big blanket thing to catch her as she falls? <laughs> Well, that's the thing. I mean, that's the cliffhanger, which, which has been written by Chris Chibnall as well. That's how he, he set yeah. up his Doctor. Uh, I, I mean, not, not not because not this is this is obviously I having I've always set up the gift with jo- Jodie Whittaker, but there's just this fault of oh, what if, you could, if, if the fault killed her and it regenerates is Chris Chris Marshall. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we've had nearly a year of 
the internet Angst would have exploded, Paul. I don't want a woman. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I'm um, no. I, I so bring it on. What what a cliffhanger! And and it yeah. does um, it does seem to tick off one of the rumours that's been uh, doing the rounds about uh, the next series of Doctor Who. Right. Which I'm not going to discuss here. I'll, I'll I'll tell you afterwards Thank when you. we finish recording. <laughs> so um, yeah, just just one of the. There's been a couple of rumours going around about what the structure of the next series is going to be, and so far it appears to have ticked off one of those rumours. Right. So we'll we'll find out. We shall find out. But um, but yeah. So that that is it. That that is you know that's the Mr. Capaldi has gone. The twelfth Doctor has gone. Um. Bring on the 13th Doctor and Jodie Whittaker. Yes. As far as I'm concerned. Bring it on. I'm very much looking forward to it. I really am. I really am. Although we've probably lost a lot of listeners with, with my um, <laughs> my <laughs> my not liking the whole... <laughs> the, the first Doctor wasn't sexist diatribe earlier on. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. But there you go. There you go. It's, it's out there now. No, it, it, that, as I say, it was as... as Stories go. I didn't think it was that great, the, but the acting was good. Um, I thought the sets were good. The directing was good. So um, on those fronts, I can't complain. Yeah, I mean, I mean what, the problem is what you've got to look at this episode as is this is just the bit where uh, the tenth Doctor went round holding back his regeneration to see his companions and whatever. Yeah. This is just basically that stretched out over an episode. Yeah, it is, isn't it? And that, that's what it is. And there's, and there isn't anything else you really much you can do. Because you can't set up anything because you're not no. taking it forward. So, yeah, you just... All, all, it, all, all it was was, what can I do? I can just have a bit of dialogue fun between the first Doctor and the Twelfth. And that's it. That was it, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. There was there was not a lot else you could do with it. I think Moffat was stuck between rock and a hard place there, and I'm, I'm not yeah. trying to do him any 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 disservice here at all. Um, but I, I just think for a, it wasn't to, to my it wasn't what a, a Christmas Day episode of Doctor Who should be about. No, but again, that's not Moffat's fault. <laughs> no, you know, so no, no. I mean, yeah, we we should have had the regeneration at the end of the last series. Yeah, and this should have been the. Clean slate start. Yeah. Wasn't to be. It wasn't to be. No. But there you are. There you are. So, um, I mean, I, 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 I haven't really got much else to say about it, really. Um, <coughs> no, I think I think that's, yeah, I think that's me. Yeah. Through with it as well. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So, um, there we are. There we are. At the end of an era indeed. So, um yes. We will be back in the new year. Okay, unfortunately for our listeners, it's not fortunately for our listeners, and it, nothing different. It'll be the same, <laughs> same old twaddle we usually come up with. Um, yep. And I think our next episode is going to be a target review. Yes, um, as we'll we'll back round to that again. And uh, this time we've selected Genesis of the Daleks. Mm. Yes, we wanted to do a, a story we we actually enjoy. <laughs> yeah. This time, so uh, yeah, so Genesis of the Daleks is uh, is going to be the topic of our or the target novelisation of Genesis of the Daleks with the topic of our next podcast, uh, which should be hitting your feeds mid January, so the week of the fourteenth yes. of January, should be hitting you uh, around about then. So we're going to have a break. Hmm. So um, so it just leaves us to say um, well, thanks for listening throughout two thousand seventeen. Really, yes, yeah, thanks for sticking with us. We've uh, all made it. Yes, we have. <laughs> well, with a few none more, to go. <laughs> none more surprised than us that we've made it. So, <laughs> or this podcast has made it, anyway. So, um, yes, thanks very much for listening. It's, I mean, it really is very much appreciated, um, all of you that listen to us and are stuck with us and everything, and actually um, bother to tune in each every other week to listen to the, us two talking nonsense. So, uh, with, with Tony chucked in a couple of times a year as well. Yes. Yeah, I, th- I think for 2018 we'd like to bring Tony in a lot more, but a lot more than uh, than, than we have been, we have a- been able, able to. It's not for want of trying, put it that way. No, it's not for want no. of trying. So uh, there you go, there you go. So it just remains for us to say, have a very very happy New Year. 
and we shall see you in 2018. So it's a happy new year from Phil. And a happy new year from Paul. Farewell. To the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance.